The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful, sunny Palm Springs. I had to think about where I was. We are in the midst of videotaping this, and um, I'm not used to seeing my face, and I'm not used to seeing my terrific co-host, Dr. David Che, so this is a thrill (laughs) that we get to see each other, and um, we have got a very, very exciting topic And we wanted to come video-wise so that David could show you what he's talking about because we're dealing with palm reading. And uh, welcome, David. I am so thrilled to be doing this. Yeah, me too. I mean, you know, we've done law of attraction topics. We've done medical health topics, um, Chinese medicine. I mean, we're hitting like tons of topics here. And this one's really special to me because um, it's something that – you know, has interested me for a long time, just like the law of attraction. And um, it's obviously this is the first time for both of us. We're going to be doing video with this. So, um, you know, reading the palms is something that it's, it's, it is, it seems kind of mysterious and it's kind of hard to get the right information about it. And so, um, you know, for our listeners where we've always given them a lot of good information, this is a good chance for them to uh, learn something new again. Well, David, does this have to do with Chinese uh, metaphysics? Well, I mean, you can say that because in Chinese astrology, which, you know, there's a lot of Chinese astrology stuff out there, and it's been old. Um, You can say it originated in India and then China, but in the West, during the Middle Ages, I mean, it must have traveled from the Far East to Europe, and uh, it got huge in Europe at the time, and so, um, you know, it was... It was always associated with gypsies and crystal balls and the palm. But, um, I mean, to, to modern times, I mean, it's carried with us from, you know, the old times till now. And it's been modernized a little bit. We've updated it. And um, if you know what you're doing, just like astrology to me, people say, oh, that's a bunch of bunk. No, there are a lot of quacks out there, a lot of uh, charlatans, we call them, you know. But if you know what you're doing, you know, if you're someone that knows what they're doing, there's a lot of truth to astrology because astrology was the basis of astronomy. Just like we have alchemy in the ancient times, it's become chemistry. You know, a lot of the ancient sciences, if you know what you're doing, is the one are the ones that became the precursor for modern science. And so palmistry stuck with us. I mean, if you know what you're doing, I mean, there's a lot of truth to be shown in our palms. And so um, people that doubt that, I mean, think about it. Everybody's palms have different lines. It's not the same. If, it, if we were all the same, it would make a difference. There wouldn't be so many variations in lines. But there is definitely hidden lines in your hand, and there's meanings behind them. And like I said, I can't claim to know all of it because there's so much to know about it. But um, um, the hand is like a little miniature mirror of us. You know, the whole body. Uh, the hand tells a lot about who we are and you know what we're thinking. And so, um, uh, uh, no, it's definitely not limited to Chinese now. I mean, maybe in ancient times, but today it's all over, all over the world. And so, if you know what you're doing, you can learn a lot from your hands. You know, it's kind of like um, when we were born these things that are being revealed are like um, what we're supposed to be doing in our life or it's supposed to be a hint as to what we're supposed to be going after or whatever. So we're born with these hints that maybe we should uh, take note of and be aware of. 
Oh, yes, yes. And, you know, when you're born, I mean, I just saw um, one of my employees' babies the other day. I mean, you pull out their hands. I mean, they already have, we already have lines in our hands from the moment we're born. And, and it's cool to, to, you know, most people don't do it, but you take a bit your baby's palm when they're first born, you know, when not too long after they're born, make a palm print of it. And as they get older, you know, about three years, you paint another palm print, another palm print when they're five. And as you move along, you can see that the lines can change. I mean, you're, and it's just like we say in the law of attraction. I mean, yes, we have a destiny, maybe you can say, but that's not to say our life is predetermined. In the law of attraction, we say maybe there's, maybe there's some predetermination, but you have the, in, in the stars that is, you have the ability to change your life. That's the whole point of the law of attraction is to understand how the, how the laws of the universe work, how to change your your future. And the palms, a palm reading is great because it allows you to understand yourself and to understand where you're headed and to know that you can make the choices in your life that can change and change your life. And so it's not it's not set in stone. I mean, maybe kind of set in a, in a in a pencil, you know, like pencil, but you can erase it and you can change your future as you move along. Wow. Yeah, that's good explanation right there. So when we, you said a baby's palm will change. The, the, the lines don't will change as they yeah as they get older and as they grow and even not just the baby but from when you were 20 years old until you're probably 40 it's going to change again too it keeps changing because our minds keep changing the way that we think keeps changing our goals our you know where we want to do that keeps changing so our, our, our lines will change isn't it something so it's just like law of attraction yes yes it's all connected i mean all these things are intimately connected in some way yeah as long as you don't understand how to read it and understand it you know. wow, that's brilliant. I love this. I love this. Okay, so David, what's the first thing that we have to know about our palms? Okay, so if you look at, if you can see the picture of my palm and two, the hand, okay. Everybody wants to say, you know, and when I got started on palm reading, it's like, well, let me see the lines. Let me see the lines. Show me the lines, and that's where everybody goes. But before we get to the, the lines themselves, it's real important that we identify what kind of hand you have. Oh. Now, yeah. You know, lines are lines are great, and we'll get to that eventually. But to to know um, your hand, the kind of hand you have, the type of hand you have, is real important first. Now, if you go through some of the palmistry books, and I've looked through a lot of different books, it gets confusing. They say, "Oh, do you have a spatula hand? Do you have a square hand? Do you have a conic hand? Do you have this and that?" And, it, and then there's like seven, eight, nine. I mean, there's so many different kinds, and it's so hard to keep track of it. Well, there is an actually a more simplified version how to, on how to determine what kind of hand you have. And it's based on the ancient elements, and there's four. There's earth, there's air, there's water, and there's fire. Those are the four ancient elements. And so by the four ancient elements, and we always say the human body is like a micro-miniature universe, right. okay? Microcosm of the universe. So with the four elements, we can say, okay, there's four main types of hands that we all have. And the way you, the way I understand it, to make it simple so it's not so confusing, is always look at your, to determine what kind of hand you have out of the four elements is, let me see if I can move my, okay, here we go. Now, look at the size of my middle finger, the longest finger compared to my, the size of my palm. Oh. Okay. Look at the ratio of that. Now, if you have short fingers relative, like my fingers are short relative to the length of my, the distance of my palm from here to here, okay? If the finger, the, if the fingers, the longest finger is shorter than that, Okay, then you have two types of hands. Oh, also two, I'm sorry. Then look at, look at also, I'm going to move it back further. Okay, so if you look at the, the shape of the hand, there could be two, either rectangle or square. Now, mine is more of a square. We're okay. talking at the base of the fingers and the... Yeah. The, yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. So let me see yours. Pull yours to the camera. 
a little further back. Yeah, you have more of a square, you know. Uh, someone who has a real thin hand like this, it could be rectangular. It looks more of a rectangle. Right. You know, a rectangle, we know square is equal all sides more, and rectangle is two sides are longer than the other, okay? So you look like you have more of a square hand. Like some people who have a thinner hand like this, like, you know, yeah. squeeze it, it's going to look more rectangular, but ours look more square. Okay, okay. yeah, I okay. got it. That, that's so, good. So if you have short fingers and you have a rectangle palm, rectangular-shaped palm, okay, it's going to be more, and we don't, we're not really looking at the thumb here. We're just going towards like here, okay. here, here, and here. Okay. If it's more, if it's short, if the fingers are shorter relative to the palm, they're shorter relative to the palm, there's two kinds of hands you can have. You can have a fire hand or an earth hand. Now, if you're, if you're rectangular, short fingers, rectangular, you're fire. Shorter finger, um, shorter fingers, square, earth. Oh, so I'm earth. Yeah, I think you're like me. I think we're both Earth. I was looking at your hand. I was like, "Wow, it's kind of shaped just like mine." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, we get, we get along." Along, yeah. yeah. We've okay. Known each other for yeah, so they're long. Along. Okay. So yeah, that's the Earth hand. You have a square, and shorter fingers. Okay. Now, if you have a, a longer fingers, okay. There's two other kinds. Obviously, there's four, right? So long fingers and uh, square hand, a square palm. That's air. Long fingers relative to the palm, and it's rectangular. Water. Okay, so um, little description of each. If you have a fire hand, okay, again, that's shorter fingers, uh, rectangular palm, okay, fire hand, you're really, really enthusiastic. You have a lot of energy. You're on the go all the time. You're, you can become an actor. You're, that's the kind of personality you are, real out, outgoing, very you know, gregarious, outspoken, lots of energy, okay? Wow. You're, you're kind of the life of the party, basically, you know? Very, very, very energetic and feisty. Okay, if you're like us or Earth, we're the kind of practical, down-to-earth people. You know, we're practical. We get a lot of practical information. That's why you're speaking about helping people. That's why I like to give a lot of practical information to help people. Earth people are very down-to-earth and practical. Okay. You know, we, we might not necessarily be the most mental and the most detailed, but we like, we like helping people. That's right. one of the things we like to do. We're real practical with our knowledge and how we give advice. That's Earth people. Okay. Now again, now if you have the long fingers and the square hand, a square palm, that's an air hand. Air people, air people with air hands, they're very, very mentally, but mental. They're very detailed. They like to analyze everything. They think deep. They have really deep thoughts. Um, one of the under, a disadvantages of them is they worry too much because they think so much. Ah. You know, like a psychiatrist is someone that can be a great uh, as an air hand because he likes to take things and make logic out of them. So take emotion, take the way we act and make always make a logical explanation of something. You know, scientists, you know. So that's like the air hand. Now, the water hand, long finger, rectangular palm. Okay, water hand. Um, these people are really emotional. Emotional. Emotional almost to the point where they kind of are all, sometimes are out of tune reality. They're so emotional. Like, like they might say, oh, well, you know, uh, I'm so nice to this person. Why, you know, they like to do good. So I'm, I'm so nice to this person. Why is this person treating me bad? And I have to tell them, well, listen, unfortunately, there's not many people like you. Everybody, you know, not everybody's going to treat everybody that nicely. You're just, you just, uh, you just expect people to be like you because that's the way you are. And you get really emotional. If someone does them wrong, they think too much into it. They get really, really emotional. That's your typical fire hand. They if just you know, can't let it go. They can't let they, it go. Yeah, they, they, they think about every little every little thing. 
every little thing can worry them. They get a parking ticket. They're like, oh, whoa, 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 what's going to happen? You know, if you know, if you know someone long fingers and a rectangular, look out because they're, that's the kind of person they are. I mean, when, once you know these four elemental shapes, everything really comes into play before you even get to the lines. <laughs> It's really, really important that you get the the four. You know, like I said, I used to be all into the lines, but after I started understanding the the four elemental hand shapes, I mean, that was huge. I was I looked at myself and I'm like, whoa, oh, okay, I'm that kind of person. I would look at other people's and I'm like, oh, wow, it really does make a difference. So these are the four mon- uh, fundamental shapes that you know you should get you should get down pat first before going to any of the lines. Okay. Yeah. So it looks like you kind of got that down. Looks yeah, like you, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very. Accurate. Okay, now moving on to like the thumb. The thumb is huge. Out of all the fingers, the thumb is what separates us from animals, primates. You know, we have a thumb that's opposable to each of the fingers, right? Okay, we can do a lot of things with our hands. Now, the thumb is generally broken down to two, 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 two halves, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, the dividing line where yes, it ends. Yes, okay. okay. Now, the top half is generally considered to show your willpower. And the bottom part of your thumb shows you your logic and reasoning. Oh. Yeah. So someone that has a really big top thumb, like a top part of the thumb, they're very, very, the, the will is really strong. Real strong. They have a really strong will you know, to do things. Now, most of us have a kind of balance in between of the two. But sometimes you'll see people who have a huge thumb, you know, a top part at least. Yeah. And the bottom part isn't as pronounced. Well, it just means they have a really strong will. They have a really strong will. Now, now this is not, not a great analogy, but it's a really extreme analogy. A lot of times on murderers, you'll see when you see them with a big top thumb. We call them a murderer's thumb almost, because they to to, to commit a murder to, for us for someone to it takes a lot of will to do it. Most of us ain't. Well, most of us will never kill somebody. That's just a fact. But for the people that get involved with that kind of stuff or do 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 commit those kind of crimes. A lot of times you'll see the top part of the thumb is big. It's like bulbous, round really? and bulbous. Yeah, because their will is so strong to commit the crime of passion that they did to do something like that. Okay, you, you know. know what, David? I know everybody who's listening is now looking at their thumb. <laughs> <laughs> do I have a murderer's thumb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a great. I mean, just because you have a big top thumb doesn't mean you're a murderer. Obviously, I just, I just had to use it just for explanation purposes, but... It just means you have a strong will. You you have a will to get things to, to make things happen. You know, I mean, you might not be a murderer. You could be a savior. You could be, you could be a, a big person with command of, of of the you know of your actions of doing stuff. Okay, and so, so you're you're just not talking about the size. You're talking of being very fat and big at the top big of the thumb. at the top. top. Okay, yeah. okay. 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 Now the bottom part, as I said before, is your logic and reasoning. Right. So if you have you know, a big top thumb and not much bottom part, then maybe you have a lot of will and drive, but you don't have much logic and reasoning. <laughs> so obviously murder, a murderer isn't thinking about what he's doing when he's doing it. He's just, he's using his will to do it, you know, not thinking about the consequences of what will happen. <sighs> now, on the flip side, someone that has a, a short top thumb, like it's a real short, okay, and long bottom one, so they have they don't have a lot of willpower, but they have a lot of logic and reasoning. So they can be real lazy. They don't want to take action. They don't have a lot of will. They have a lot of logic and reasoning, but they don't have a lot of will to make it happen. Wow. So someone that has a real short top thumb and a, a longer bottom, bottom part, that means they have a lot of logic and reasoning, but they don't have a lot of will. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Yeah. 
And so as we move along, obviously the thumb is the most important. Obviously we have four fingers. And again, you're going to see that. I mean, I don't know about the Chinese side of this, but you know, the, our Western, our European um, interpretation of the hand. Again, our body is like a miniature universe, and our hand is like a miniature body, a miniature universe on top of us. We say the the the, the micro is manifested in the mac in the micro, the macro, right? So, thumb, okay. And then our four fingers are correspondent to the four, to like the gods, the Roman gods, you know, um, Greek gods. So this is Jupiter. The finger is Jupiter. The middle is is Saturn. Okay. Okay. And like the planets, but you know, the Roman gods too, you know, Apollo, God of the sun. And then Mercury. Yeah, ring finger. And then Mercury, your small finger. Okay. Okay. The Jupiter finger is concerned with more leadership. You say, yeah. Leader, like a leader. Okay, middle finger corresponds to Saturn. Corresponds to more, they would say, responsibility. How responsible are you in your daily, your day-to-day life? Your ring finger, Apollo, shows you your artistic ability, how your arts and the arts. And then finally, your um, pinky, Mercury, that shows that that tells you your. Uh, communication skills, how you communicate with people daily. So any any big certain finger, certain longer, bigger, wider, that shows you, you know, a lot of us are average, but this shows you your strong point in a certain area. If you have a strong if you have a big index finger, maybe that's a mark of a leader. You know, big big Saturn finger, middle finger, means you're very, very responsible. Big Apollo finger, ring finger, means maybe you're really talented, you're really artistic in something. You have a talent in a certain art. In a great communicator, you might have a big pinky. And so underneath each finger, there's a little pad of tissue, you know? Right, right. right. And, and, and again, just the, the qualities that I mentioned, if you, have, if you have a big pad in a certain part of your hand, that means that certain part of your quality is going to come out. So if you, if you have a big pad under your index finger... And a lot of times it's not just that. You'll see a combination. They'll, they'll two, the two are blend together. So like mine's, yeah. you'll see it in between the two is bigger. Yeah. Mine's in between, you know. So you have a, yeah, my, yours, yours is kind of like mine too. Yours yeah. is kind of like mine. So you have a balance of the two. So like I have a more pronounced mount between my first and second finger. So I'll have qualities of both Jupiter and Saturn, you know, Mercury and, I mean, sorry, Apollo and Saturn and Mercury and Apollo. You know, these mounts are the, are kind of the fundamentals too to our to reading our palm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so um Well so what do they mean? The 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 mounts? Yeah. Yeah, the mounts just correspond to the qualities I saw for the same way as the fingers. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, so again again to review a little again, you know, because I kinda of went through it pretty fast. Uh first our index finger, our pointer finger, that's means leadership. How what kind of leader leader uh, position are you in? The middle finger is responsibility. The ring finger is your uh, artistic ability, your talents, the kind of creative talents you have. And then your pinky is your communication skills. You know, oh, how, you, how, you, how you communicate and interact with people. That's kind of like, you know, how you are. Interesting. You know? That's yeah. so fascinating. Yeah, I could, be, I could be wrong. Again, this is maybe a legend, and I've never seen Napoleon's hand firsthand, but they say that Napoleon had a huge index finger. Which explains why he was the emperor of Europe. Yeah, a big, big time leader. Yeah, 
He might have been short in stature, but he had a huge index finger. And again, this is just what I've understood or I've heard. I've never personally seen Napoleon's finger, but it wouldn't surprise me if he did have that because he, he was a huge leader in history, you know, one of the most famous leaders in history. So, you know, and we're moving along. As, as we move along, again, this is just the basics of palmistry. As we move along, one of the big questions is, do I look at my hand or do I look at my right hand? What's the difference? And the lines are different on both hands. And I've, and I've scoured through many different books. And I'm like, okay, well, this tells you this. This tells you that. Um, let me give you a few theories that I've heard. One, one theory is, you know, well, assuming you're right-handed, which I am. That's my dominant hand. Um, your left hand, your non-dominant hand, is, shows you what, your life, uh, what you were born with. And your dominant hand, the one you write with, the one you do everything with, that shows you what you're making of your life now. Okay. okay. And another way to understand it, which I understand, it, which I guess it's kind of similar, and that's your non-dominant hand is what you are secretly, what you have thought about doing, but never did. And your dominant hand shows you what you actually did. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's different theories. There's different. You go to different books. You talk to different people. You talk to different. There's. But I think that's a pretty good indicator because what we think isn't always what we do. You know, yeah, I, you know, I thought about doing this, but I actually did this. This is what I've done. So your non-dominant, so it's safe to say your non-dominant hand is more of what you're maybe thinking, and your dominant hand is more of what you've actually accomplished, what you've actually done. Interesting. Yes. I love this. Yeah. Okay. So you know, as you go through the hands, like, and again, I don't want to get too detailed, but you know, um, some of the major lines, the, the three major lines in our hands. Let's see here. Yeah, there's three main lines, but obviously there's so many different lines. But there's three main lines, and the line that we're so familiar with that curves across our thumb like this, the pattern of our thumb here. Yeah. yeah. This one. This one's a lifeline. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. From there. The one that yeah. the one that curves. Yeah, the one that curves. Goes all the way down to the down palm, like here. Okay. Okay. And then um, the second line that comes across this way, uh, you know, that joins the lifeline, that's the one that comes across like this. You know, that's touching a lot. Sometimes it doesn't touch the lifeline. Sometimes it does. Yeah, it comes across that way. Yeah, like that. That's your headline. That's the headline. Headline. Okay. okay. And then the line that starts here and moves across this way. From that's your, your underneath your pinky. Pinky all the way across. That's your heart line. Okay. 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 So just we'll just stay with the three basic lines for now. Okay. The the lifeline. It might, it can tell you. I mean, people say, "Well, that's the does, it, does the length show my life?" Yes, it could, but you can't always say that's for sure. Like, so, so if someone has a short lifeline, um, you know, or breaks here, you can't always say, "Oh, well, you're gonna have a short life." That's, you know. And then and here's one thing about palm reading. Yes, it's really accurate. I mean, it can be accurate when you want it to be, but again, just like the law of attraction, it's one aspect of our life. You can't just you know, look at someone's palm and say, "Oh, you got a short lifeline." Then you can't. You got to be responsible in your readings too. You can't just say, "This is what is going to happen." And you know, so what we're talking about here is responsibility. When you know, when looking at a palm, and giving a generalized reading. Sometimes you can't always be 100% sure of what you're looking at. You know, but it, it. You know, but you can say that a lifeline that's deep and heavy. It's good. It means good health. If you see any breaks in the lifeline, if there's like line and then break and then joins up again. Typically, what that means, from what I've seen, is that you know, because the start of your life is here, and and 
And oh, here's something good to know: if you draw a line between your second and third fingers and go down, where that and where that imaginary line touches your lifeline, that's why you're 21 years old. Oh, here. really? Okay. Yeah. From your index finger to your. In, no, no, in, in between the two, you draw a line in going between. straight. Okay. You draw a straight line straight down where it touches your lifeline. That's about when you're 21. Oh my goodness. That's Generally fancy. speaking, yeah. Okay, it's so yeah. 21 there. I now, if you go, yeah. Now, if you go this way, and come from your pinky and angle it and come across like this, that's about when you're 35. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. right there, 35. Yeah, and the bottom of your palm is when you're about 65, right here, the bottom. Right here, right here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm oh, almost I'm... there. Okay, okay but I, I look <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna but, be a hundred. <laughs> But but if there's any breaks in the line, it generally means there's a period of difficulty. A period of difficulty could mean um, this person, the person got sick, really sick, um, got in a bad car accident, some sort of accident, fatal accident somewhere, um, or maybe not just that person. Maybe the person's spouse, maybe the person's mother died. There was a definite uh, difficulty in the life, you know. And and it's not like I said it's not always the person that, that you're reading. It could be their family, someone close to them. It mentally affected them. So the lifeline would be broken there. Could be breaking there, yeah. and sometimes you'll see rarely, rarely you'll see a square in that. In that you could you might see even see a square in the break, yeah. and what that means is there was maybe a guardian angel or something that saved something that happened to save to solve the problem, help solve the problem. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's the lifeline. And now, if you see a lifeline, I mean, let's put it this way. Again, we don't want to jump to conclusions, but if you see a lifeline that's really short. That's generally not a good sign, you know. And then if you have it, maybe you have you're not your health isn't great. You need to do something to get yourself healthier. Okay, a lifeline that's not deep and like you know real deep and pronounced, that's not good either. It's too light. It means the person's I guess in Chinese medicine we can say their chi, or in India they would say their prana, their life force isn't really strong. You know, if you have a nice strong pronounced lifeline, that means your chi or your your prana is strong. You know, your in, your inherent uh, energies in your source in your body wow. you know yeah so so with mine there's been breaks but then i get to my age right yeah yeah and it's stronger and it must be because i'm doing my vitamin c iodine <laughs> it could be all those things you're doing yeah and, and it's then and then deep and it's strong strong yeah and it may, it may you know not just you but let's say you and you're younger it was broken maybe you had some difficulties and younger in life maybe there was divorces maybe there was I know, yeah, sick children, uh, something, you know, something that made life difficult in the beginning. So yeah, that's that's huge. That's lifeline. Now that, or, and I said that the, the line that was coming down from the lifeline, the headline. Yeah, the headline. Okay, that's a real important line too. That shows our brain power, our mental oh. capacity. Yeah. Now, a short lifeline doesn't necessarily mean you don't have strong capability, and a long lifeline doesn't necessarily mean you have a really strong. Uh, Brain power. Now, what that now what a short lifeline does mean, because the length of it, what that tells you, is attention to detail. But a lot of your brain power comes straight to that line. That's your brain capacity. Um, and then, and then that might not necessarily be a bad thing. It's just you know we we all have different kinds of people in this world. So if you have a really long lifeline, it can mean you're really really detailed. You think too deep. You think really really deep in this stuff. And that can be a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing too. So a short lifeline just means you don't maybe you're not as detailed. As some other people with a long line. No, not lifeline. Uh, headline. 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 So, yeah. so the headline. If the headline is deep. Deep and long and deep, it generally means the person's really attention to detail, uh, okay. really detailed. Okay. All right. Yes. That, and that just revealed me. 
<laughs> yes. And also, too, um, you know, this, oh, there's different mounts. The mount that's at the edge of here. Yeah. Okay. You know how we have the earth, we have the moon? This is like the moon for the hand, for the body, the moon. It's called the mount of the moon right here. Okay. Yeah. So it's on the opposite side of the thumb. Yeah. And the, the, the fleshy palm side, this is the mount of Venus. And, you know, Venus was the um, goddess of love, right? Again, not to make generalizations, but if you have a really pronounced mount of Venus, like a nice fat, you know, amount of Venus, it shows your sensual nature. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that has a someone someone has a real flat mount of Venus might not have a real sensual nature. They might just be, you know, not as emotional, not as you know. So this is the mount of the moon. Yeah. yeah the more you think about it, the, the 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 hand is like a miniature universe, Earth. You know, miniature universe. Yeah. And so this is the mount of the moon on the opposite side. Now, if your headline goes straight across, okay, you're a very logical, practical thinker. If your headline curves toward the mount of the moon, curves down toward the mount of the moon. The greater the greater the curve, the greater the imagination. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's been said that it's been said that Einstein's line went like way curved. It was like I mean, this is the guy that that was thinking like, how do I go as fast as the speed of light? Or where does gravity come from? I mean, this guy was imagining things all day. I mean, his line was curved as you can get, you know. Yeah. His headline yeah. was really curved. So he had a huge like curvature. It's got to be helpful in the law of attraction too, because if you've got imagination, you're better able to bring manifest things. Yeah, yeah. And here, here's a real cool tidbit about the headline. Okay, now we saw that again. Going back, we saw that the, the lifeline yeah. goes here and it curves around, right? right. And the head, headline comes straight down this way, right? Now look at your look at the beginning of your headline because it starts here. Right. Is it joined or is it? Uh, joined together or is it broken, separated from the lifeline? It's separated. Separated, okay. So, like yours is separated. Let me see. Yep, yours seems separated. Yep, mine is real joined together. Now, what does that mean? Someone that has a real open or closed, that's two different kinds. If you're if you're joined together, it means you were closely, close, you, you needed help. You were closely associated with family when you were a child before you broke away on your own. Now, people that have like a big gap between their, you know, or a good gap, good size gap between their lifeline. I mean, sorry, their headline and then their their head. I mean, their lifeline and then their headline. Yeah. A good gap. It shows independence. So yeah. maybe when they maybe they're a little kid, they they you know, mom and dad want to help them. They said, no, I want to do everything myself. I don't need your help. I want to do everything myself. You were very independent. I mean, you might have known at the age of ten that you wanted to be somebody and you wanted to not live at home anymore. You wanted to go do your own thing. Leonard's very accurate. I mean, every time I go to someone, I talk. We talk about this, and I say, "Look at," I guess I'll look at their hand. And I can say, "Yeah, you've been. You were really independent. You want to be a dealer. How do you know that?" I was like, "I can tell by your hand. I can see it." You know, like in my case, my hand was real joined. I mean, my 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 two lines, and I had a lot to do with. I think when I was a child, I was always you know a little scared of th doing stuff as a kid, and uh, when we moved from Taiwan to to the United States, I didn't know the language. Or I didn't know a lot of things. You know. Um, I was nervous, so I was I was attached to my mom all the time. I was like, "Oh, take me this, take me that." It wasn't until I got to a certain age where I saw my I could be a feel feel my independence, you know. But I have to admit, as a kid, I was very attached to, to my mom, making sure that she she could keep me safe and everything else. Yeah, next time you see someone's hand, check it out. Look look at where the junction starts between the head and the lifeline. And the bigger the break, the bigger the bigger the independence at a young age. Where it started from. Yeah, I mean, we're covering a lot of ground, obviously, in a short period of time. You know, covering a lot of ground, a lot of information. Um, 
And of course, the final, the main line is the heart line coming across from here, and it goes up like this. Right. Okay, so naturally speaking, heart, what do you associate with heart? Love. Love, emotion, right? Emotions, yeah. So, so our heart line talks about our emotions, strength, our, st our strength of our emotions. So if you have a heart line, now generally, the, for most people, your heart line is going to go from here, starts at the back of the, you know, the base of here, the hand, right, yeah. and move up towards the index finger. Okay. Yeah, move up towards. Okay. Okay. Now, the greater the the distance from here to the index finger. Okay. The greater the emotion. So, for example, let's say, for example, like mine's mine kind of. Let me see it here. Okay. Mine kind of ends like here. Now, for most people, it's going to end somewhere between the second and third finger, you know, the, the index finger and then the middle finger, right? Okay, yeah, that's I'm pretty normal. Like I'm yeah. like you. I'm Yeah, so that, that, shows a good, yeah, that shows a good balance of emotion. But occasionally, you're going to see people, well, I can't say, if you see a lot of palms, it won't be so occasionally, but occasionally you're going to see people with lines that go from here and it, it runs all the way across, all the way to the, the base of the finger almost. Base and, of the index. Index right? finger or further up. And what that means is this person is going to be like emotional. Emotional to the point where like he gives so much of his heart out. Like for example, let's say I'm the boss and um, I have this, I know this person's like, can you just get me a job? I really need this job. You know, please don't, you know, and even though he's not qualified, he doesn't give him the job because he feels bad for the guy. You know, as that kind of person, just so emotional, you know, man, can you help me out? Can you do this? Can you do that? Yeah. He's got, he's got really, really deep uh, emotional uh, feelings, you know. And so, like I said, most of them are balanced, you know. But then sometimes you'll see these lines go from here, and it'll, it'll end under the middle finger. And what that means is, again, logically speaking, this person won't have a lot of emotion. I mean, they may have emotion, but they're not good at showing it. They can hold it in a lot, you know. So um, you can kind of say, in a way, the length of your heart line is the depth of your emotion, you know. And it's not, and like I said, it's not always good to have a really long line because you may, you know, now, now, now you're going to hire someone who is not really qualified for your, you know, for your job, and you know they might have, they may not be doing a good job, and you don't want to get rid of them, you don't want to let them go, so it's not doing good for your business if you do something like that. You see, it might be hurting your business, so it's always good to have balance. You know, like law of attraction or the yin and the yang in Chinese medicine, we always say, yeah, you got to have balance. It's good to have balance. You don't want to have too much or too little of something, you know, and so. You know, people thought, well, I have a good long lifeline, a long headline, and a long heartline. Everything's going to be good. No, something too deep and too tough isn't always a great thing. You know, there's you got to find some balance. So next time you see someone's heartline, you can go through so many hands, and you can see someone's heartline. Look at the dis the depth and the, the distance of the of the two. You know, yeah, yeah. So yeah. David, as you mentioned at the very beginning, in the babies. So would their lines may be connected at the, like, for the heart line and the lifeline, not the... Um, oh, the headline. Headline. If they are more connected, would they As separate? They oh, yeah. Actually, you, you won't see too often when they're connected. They're actually really separated. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really see them connected. It's well, are they connected when they're babies? No. No, you can, you can look at a few babies' hands and see for yourself. I mean, obviously, the hands like this small, you know, and they're all like, you know, their hands not developed yet, but uh, when they're a little baby, yeah. I mean, they could you can see the lines; they're real pronounced. Some, sometimes baby lines are heavy; they're heavy lines. And then and then you know, remember we we're showing you, um, 
remember here's your lifeline and here's the inside of, in, the inside of the lifeline yeah. if you see a lot of lines inside those lines inside yeah. in, inside that area that I'm talking about you know that the boundary here inside yeah. this in, inside this inside this area here okay mound, yeah. yeah the mound okay the mountain of Venus we call it if you see a ton of lines in there it means those, those are worry lines it means someone thinks a lot thinks too much you know like 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 having some lines is normal you know comes with every day you know the way we hold our palms but if you see a lot of little lines in them like a like a ton of them it those are worry lines i mean they think too much and 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 actually it's not just limited to inside here i mean you see someone's hand with a lot of lines all over the palm it means they 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 think too much and, and a lot of times from my experience it's not for the benefit of the person they just really? think they worry yeah, they worry too much I, I i had a dentist colleague that i saw her palm and it was just and 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 before i even saw it we already knew that she's a thinks too much she thinks too much about stuff just over over worries over 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 analyzes everything and so you see her palm oh my goodness it was just there's lines everywhere yeah yeah it's a real just too much too much we call it too much uh scattered thinking too much it's not it's not really focused it's scattered scatterbrained you know you don't even be thinking that much about stuff so, yeah, and that's what hurts you in the law of attraction. Yes, yeah, just thinking too much into stuff. I mean, I tell you, well, don't don't think too much into it. Just leave it simple. You know, leave it leave it basic. You know, don't do too much into it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Now, here's a little tidbit. People don't talk too much about the line. This this isn't actually in your palm. On underneath your wrist here, you'll see like a few few lines going across. Yeah. Those are called the bracelets of Neptune. And most people, I have three. You should be able to see three. There's like, let's see if I can find it here. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's little bracelets. We call them bracelets of Neptune. Yeah, like there. Yeah. And as long as they're, you know, good, nicely defined, not broken or anything, for the most part, if you have them, it just means good health. You have, you have pretty good health. That's a good thing to have. Now, from what I've talked about so far, there's so many variations. I mean, you can get a book on palmistry and you can find so many ways but you had the you got the basics of it this is what the basics of it I mean um, there's so many variations in the lines you can find an encyclopedia of palmistry and you can find so many different this that this combination and that combination it can be mind blowing but if you know the basics that I've just told here you can read a lot of palms already a good, you can get a good idea of your coworker. like you know you know, you know if you know the, the earth, their earth hand if their air hand if their water hand or their fire the basic lines of the lifeline the heart line, the headline, know these. You you're already way ahead of the pack already, you know. And the, the the purpose of us talking about this today, just like I do the law of attraction, is I simplify the law of attraction so most people can understand that you don't need to go through ten different books. I've been through all the different books on palmistry, so you don't have to go through all the many different books. What I taught you here, you can read seventy percent of palms already with good accuracy and see what's going on already and have a good understanding of how they are. Like, yeah, like for example, in palmistry, they'll say. Like, okay, here's your heart line, right? And above your heart line, there's a line that should be coming across here. You don't, you don't really, you don't really need to clench it. If you just look at the heart line and go above it, there should be another line above that, like about right here under your pinky. Yeah. yeah. Those are your marriage lines, you know. So, a lot of times that's not entirely accurate. I mean, it's there. You have. Well, wait, wait. Is that your right hand or left hand? This is my um, a right hand. A right hand. Okay. What about the other hand? How many lines on there? One. Oh, one and it's two. It's crooked. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you see it? Yeah. So I mean, I guess it was fairly accurate. You had two lines. That means you had at least two marriages. You know, 
And, and and if you had children, there's some, well, that's what they say in books. If you have the, a line here, that's your marriage line. How many? Yeah. And then uh, if you have um, lines coming off of them vertically, it shows how many kids you have. But again, it's not really accurate, you know. Yeah, because I don't have any kids. Yeah. 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 It's not very. It's not very accurate. Um, that's why I don't really talk about it because I mean it's, it's I mean it's fun to look at and to speculate, but it's not really clear cut. Yeah. You know, truth. yeah. Truth. Truth. And, and then, and then, and then you, and then you. It's like it's a touchy subject with marriage and kids because you're looking at the hand. You're like, oh, okay. Uh, um, I only, I only see one line. Well, then the person might may think, well, does it mean I can't get married again? Does it mean? I mean, it it really can throw people off. And then, and then if you don't see any children in lines, you can tell them, oh, you don't have any kids. You won't have any kids. You know. I just don't think that's a good topic to really enter or to entertain because that's a touchy, touchy subject maybe maybe that person said try has, has tried having kids and couldn't have them had difficulties with it you know but maybe the person yeah. always manifest kids too so you, you can't get locked into what yeah. that's saying yeah that that's that's one that i mean i, I like I, I mean I, I talk about a lot of stuff on the palm but as far as marriage and children trying to trying to really analyze that on a palm i just don't think it's accurate enough to really call it you know, to really tell someone that. So I kind of avoid that area. Okay. Right. However, there is one other line that I think that is good to know. And that's the line that's coming straight down your middle finger. Do you have one? Your middle finger? A line that comes straight down? I have a real clear one that comes right down here and all the way straight like this. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't. It's broken. Yeah. Broken? Okay. So that's your destiny line. Yeah. So. That's kind of scary. No, 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 no. What, what a broken destiny line means is now if it's a straight line what that means is this person chose a profession and he's done it forever a broken destiny line, if you have breaks that means a change in profession a change in destiny so if you have one break usually it means it's change in one 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 change in destiny if you have two maybe you change jobs twice change professions if there's a lot of breaks it means you had a lot of changes in your life you're maybe you you know at, at 20 years old you were doing this at 30 you did this at 40 you did this at 50 you did that at 60 you did that you know you didn't keep you didn't stay with one profession or stay with one kind of Line of work, yeah, you know. Definitely, that's why it's broken. Okay. Yeah. So that's your right hand. So that's your dominant hand. Now, again, just to review a little bit. General rule: your non-dominant hand is talking about more what you're secretly thinking, what you had thought about, or some people say what you were born with. You know what your what your destiny was, but your dominant hand is what you're making of currently making of your life. And we're wow. in the direction it's headed. That is so fascinating because yeah. I'm seeing they're so different. They yeah. are so different. different. And yeah. this one has the line going all the way down, connected, and this yeah. one is. Yeah, palmistry, is, palmistry can be fun because not only can you see, understand more of yourself as you're going along, but it helps you understand other people too. And once you understand people better, you actually, I mean, what, what could be a once more difficult person? Like you're saying, why is this person so emotional? Why does this person think about something so much? Once you look at their hand, whether they're fire, water, earth, or, or um, air, oh, okay, now I understand because that they have a they have a water hand or they have a, a air hand, you know that, that that that's their that kind of person they are, you know. And th 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 this world would be so boring if everybody had the same personality. You know, we'd all be a bunch of robots. But this world is interesting and different because everybody is different, and all our all our palms are different. All our fingerprints, all our fingerprints are different. Our palm. Our palm lines tell us a different part of our life of what we're experiencing, and and you know they, they say that 
there's a really strong nervous connection, like nerve connection between your brain and your arm and your hand, you know? So from your brain to your going to your hand, there's a, there's a really strong connection. And so that's why everything we think of what we're thinking of, imagining, it shows up on our hand. So think of it as our hand, the lines in our hand and our hand is like a, what's it say, a good movie screen for what's, what, are we, what are we thinking of in our mind. You know, we can't, we can't see someone's thoughts directly. You can't see our thoughts. But because they, manage, they, they travel our ner- through our nervous system and go through our arm and into our hand, that's why our hands are a real sensitive part of our body. You know, when we hold a baby, we're holding hands, it's a, it's a real sensitive part of our body. And because it's a sensitive part of our body, it's, that's what's so connected close to the brain. So even though you can't see someone's thoughts, by looking at, at their hand, their palm, and the lines, it's like a manifestation of what's actually going on inside. You know that is so cool. Yeah, I mean, that is... we don't have much. We don't have much time left. I don't think, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So well, well, let me give let me give our listeners a really quick background of how I got interested, and it's so crazy yeah. when you understand this. You know me. When I was a kid, I'd read Law of Attraction books and all other stuff. One of the things I read when I was a kid in elementary school, and again, I, I don't read the same book as everybody else. You know, so one of them was Strange Unsolved Mysteries, and I, I you know. You know, when you have scholastic books, uh, scholastic or um, what do they call it, um, you you order these books. You can order the books from your teacher, and then they give you a little bit, little little guide. You go through the guide. You say, "Oh, I want this book. I want this book." All those like R.L. Stein books and stuff. You know, well, they had one that's just called Strange Unsolved Mysteries. So I put the order down, and then I sent it to my teacher. And then when the books came in, I got mine. I went home and read it. One of them was called the chapter was called the Mystery of Kiro. And I was like, huh? C H E R. E I R O, and I was and I was reading this, and uh, it talks about a guy who, who uh, in the you know, early 1900s, I guess he traveled to India, and traveled to India and came back to the United States, came back to the U.S. whatever, and he learned the secrets of palm reading, and he's able to look at people's palms and tell them how they were gonna die, how they were gonna do this, how they gonna do that, yeah, and and so one guy said you're gonna, he looked at his palm on the they were on the train or something, he looked at his palm, he goes, can I see your palm? He goes, yeah, he goes. You're gonna uh, die in a boating accident. Uh, you're gonna drown. He's like, no, I don't think so. And so um, the guy actually, it actually happened. And one guy, he, he, one guy, he told him he was gonna drown at sea. The guy took swimming lessons and he still drowned. <laughs> yeah. And it was crazy. It was Kiro. It was so accurate with his, with his, like the police would go to him, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, about stuff like who, who, you know, you know who, you know who the murderer is about this. He would look at palms and he can, he can find out stuff that no one would know, no one can understand. You know, I don't know where, how he learned his craft or where Kiro get got his information, but um, that's what got me started. I'm like, this guy's like mysterious. He's like, and, and what was crazy was at that time in the U.S., fortune telling, palm reading was illegal. Like you couldn't do it. But because Kiro was so, and his, and his real name was Count Lewis Hammond. That's his real name. Kiro is the Greek word for hand, so he called himself Kiro. Um. Yeah, Cairo. You know, so he. Um, the, 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 the law enforcement didn't go after him because he was so right on so many things. So it was crazy. But ironically, ironically, towards the end, his readings weren't accurate anymore. And so they threw him in jail. And when he came out of jail, no one really cared for him anymore afterwards. His, his reputation was gone. And so the, the irony is he could read everybody else's fortune, but he couldn't read his own. One of the palm reading books I have, I'm on the many that I do have, is um, a book from Kiro. It's called The uh, uh, I forgot what the title of the book is, but it's a hardcover, and it's written in the original English from Kiro. So if you if you're interested in that kind of stuff, you know you can go on Amazon or whatever Barnes Noble, Google it. Uh, Kiro, oh, Kiro's language of the hand, I think that's what it was called. 
And uh, in there, he talks about a little history of palmistry. You know, it was one of the few books he written, a history of palmistry, and um, some of the lines he goes through. It's a little hard to understand because it's written in the old English, but for someone's interest in that kind of stuff, I mean, I mean, that book is um, definitely should be part of your uh, collection. You know? So, do you think that people before they get married should have their hands read? Probably. Better understand. Yeah, I better understand everything. Yeah, it's, it couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt. Because you're gonna find out if they're really emotional. Or, yeah, yeah, or compatible. Really... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, there's so many other aspects of it. I mean, we talked about this before. There's the twelve signs, the twelve animals of the zodiac. You know, I mean, I, I always find this to be, uh, you know, as long as you know what you're talking about and know what you're doing, it's a fascinating part of our life. You know, I mean, yeah, we have science and we have all this other stuff, but again, astrology, astrology was the precursor of us, astronomy, what we have today. You know, so a lot of the spirit, we call it spirit. A lot of the spirit and the old sciences were lost during the modern science. You know, when we started creating modern science, a lot of the spirit that used to be encompassed in the old science, alchemy, astrology, all these palmistry, all these old sciences were lost during time, you know? And I think it's a good time we revisit that stuff because people of the old times before we had modern science, they knew stuff that we didn't know. I mean, they, they were in tune with the universe. They were in tune with the earth. Now we're more about just living a modern life and electronics and gadgets, and we're getting away from some of the old sciences that really made us who we are. You know, I never understood palm reading, but now I can see, really, it is that knowledge that we have to know. Yeah, and like I said, a lot of the information, even though I, I kind of breezed through it today, and you can go back to the video and watch a lot of the stuff I talked about, it might seem so simple, but a lot of times it is that simple. I mean, I gave everybody here a really good crash course on palmistry, a lot of the basic lines. Um, and how they and how they operate, and, and now now you can look at your lines, and you know based on the information that I gave you today, you should have a good basic understanding of what you're like and what the person next to you is like. You know, it's pretty amazing. Once you start looking at more, you're like, wow, you know, look at all these lines. I mean, there's a there's a meaning behind these lines. It's not just uh, random random lines that were you know put there by somebody. No, there's definitely meaning behind them. Wow, this is so fascinating. I love this. I've got a lot more to learn. So people just need to go out and get the books and, and look at it or have their palm read by people. Not to yeah. be afraid, but but more as an intuitive or they're going to know more about themselves. And I could see this beneficial for parents knowing about their children, especially when they stop getting along. Now, now here's one, one trap you don't want to fall into, okay? Right. Because... I don't know. I'm sure in California you have a ton of people that are tarot card readers, palm readers. I mean, we have a lot of them here too. Okay. There's one trap you don't want to fall into, and that's obviously you're going to pay someone to read your fortune for you or your palm for you. But there is one thing to keep in mind, and that's the trap you don't want to fall into. And the trap is you don't want to pay someone to tell you what you want to hear. Okay. You got to, you got to, you know, I mean, <laughs> okay. So I'm paying someone. They're going to say, yeah, you're going to be rich. You're gonna find out a good husband. You're gonna do. That's not fortune telling. That's not telling you the truth. You know. That's not showing you what's. If you're doing that, you're just you're just spending money on some. You're just throwing your money away on, some, on someone that's just telling you what you want to hear already. That's not. That's not. Don't waste your time with that. That's a waste. And unfortunately, a lot of times, some of these fortune tellers. That's what they're doing. You're paying them for them to tell you what you want to hear. You know. I mean, a lot of times, uh, psychologists. Not to knock psychologists. You know, but a lot of times, psychologists. You're just paying them to listen to what your problems are. They're not, they didn't really do nothing for you. You know, most people can, can admit to that. 
you know, you just want to hear, you just, you just want someone to hear what you're going to say. Are they really going to solve your problem for you? No. But the professional listeners, and that's huge for some people. Like I said, don't misunderstand me. That's huge. You know, you're paying someone to listen to your problems and maybe give you some advice that can maybe make a difference. You know, of course. But a lot of, uh, of fortune tellers and palmistry go out. Don't don't pay them just to tell for them to tell you what you want to hear. Ready? That, that's a waste of your money. So. You know, be careful when doing stuff like that, when going out and trying to trying to you know get a, get your fortune right or something like that. Well, and also, yeah. are they influencing you so they're going to say no, you you're never going to get married? Are they influencing you so that you're going to manifest that because somebody told me? It, it could, it could, and, and 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 you know when I was talking about Kiro before, how he was able to to see the future of some people. There was there was talk about yeah he he was great in his palm reading abilities. But at the same time, when he was telling someone something, he was kind of subconsciously feeding that kind of, you know, thought into the person's mind. So they would be like, "Oh, I'm gonna drown. Is that, I'm gonna drown. Oh, is that?" And in my book, I actually talk about that. I talk about that in a chapter in my book. I do talk about that to where, you know, um, uh, you know, the influ- influencing of someone's thinking can actually cause them to, you know. So, so, so a fortune teller can seem right sometimes and seem so on, not because he actually told the future, but because he said something that was so. That you know, we say a lot of attractions, your emotions that manifest things, right? So if I say something to you that you're fearful, that caused you to become emotionally involved with that, what I talked about, you actually might be involved with man- making that manifest. And it might seem like that I'm the I'm the fortune teller that I'm, I said it was right, but not necessarily. I just caused you to manifest it in yourself. Interesting. That's good to note. So much fun. Well, David, we are out of time, but boy, I I just love this. And we are going to put this video on uh, YouTube so that for all those who are listening uh, during your commute, don't keep on picking your hand up and looking at it as you're driving. Don't do that. (laughs) Just go to the YouTube video and check it out and send all your friends and everything to get a more accurate reading or or understanding of what's going on with your hand. So, David, my friend, thank you so much. This was fascinating. I loved it. I loved great, it. Great, great. Always glad to share, you know, really useful information with our listeners. And it's different. It's something yeah. that we're not hearing every single day, and I just love this. Okay, well, to all the wonderful listeners out there, have a great week. David's going to be back with us next month, and... Um, I always love it when he's with me. This is great. So thank you so much, David. All right, thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.
reach for the hay.